0: on everybody it's your buddy it's your pal, past phoenix the ywc reality check and you never see my face anymore but i promise you this time i am not alone guapo what's up
1: all the best, we go. senior guapos back again and this time we're talking about the it was this winter's coming no it, uh, it fucking took uh, us long enough to record winter might house, as well be coming house house stark oh no, my god. no. Uh, oh no we're talking about those uh fucking lannisters right oh my god this this is the Game of Thrones podcast, right?
0: Uh Actually, you know what? It was the H- House of the Dragon thing, so it has to be a Targaryen thing, but we're not we're not doing that right now. Um Targaryen. we are talking I, th- I
1: thought we we're talking about the fish guys. Oh no, don't talk about the fish guys.
0: We are here to sort of, kind of, talk about this week's episode of Dynamite. We are a little bit late in the week, so it's not going to be the typical blow-by-blow review that I usually give you guys. We're going to sort of use it as a framework, and because we do have Guapo here, it's really going to be more of a, like, hey, how is AEW doing in general type of podcast, is that fair to say? Yeah, pretty much. Seeing as the next time uh, we have you on here, it's probably going to be to preview all out. Damn right. Live from Chicago.
1: It's Saturday night.
0: No, you know there's three pay-per-views that weekend, right?
1: Uh, isn't that the Clash at the Beach or Champion or something? Clash at the Castle. Clash at the Castle. Clash at the Castle. Uh, is on the AEW All Out. Yeah, Saturday is Clash at the Castle. Sunday morning is Worlds Collide, and then Sunday yeah. evening will be All Out. Because, that will be a hell of a weekend.
0: Because here's the thing, though, right? And people out there know that I'm not really watching NXT right now, but here's the thing. NXT UK invaded NXT at their Heatwave show this past week, which, in all fairness, was pretty fucking good. I'm going to talk about that more when I do this week's version of the uh, Triple H era mini series that I'm doing right now, right? But NXT UK invaded NXT. Uh, they brought Gallus over, which was really cool. They brought Tyler Bate in, which is really cool. Blair Davenport, who I'm not that familiar with, but okay, why not? Um, to set up this pay per view between NXT and NXT UK because they're about to close NXT UK and open NXT Europe. <laughs> yes. For
1: reasons. For reasons.
0: But yeah, so uh, midday Saturday we're getting the uh, the Cardiff show, midday Sunday we're getting the NXT premium live event at like, I think it's like 4 in the afternoon, and then we are getting All Out, and All Out is probably, like I said, the next time we're going to have you on, so we might as well just uh, sort of talk about where AEW's at, and Dynamite will kind of give us a, a framework for that. Um, the whole House of the Dragon thing, I could make a million jokes about how it's just, like, mutual advertising things, but I like Game of Thrones, so it doesn't hurt my feelings, and, like, dragon was the word of the
1: day. Dragon, dragon, rock the dragon, dragon Ball Z. sorry.
0: Dragon Slayer, American Dragon, uh, Ricky the Dragon, Dragon... American Dragon Jake Long, what? Dragon Lee, uh, I think there was a Dragon Screw probably dragging these nuts ah! oh no. Yeah, no sorry you've been podcasting with me too long that's what, that's what that is all right so what do we talk about first what do we talk about first cm punk and, and john moxley
1: yeah that's a thing. Pro, the thing uh, the
0: promo battle that started off the night you know what i really hate You know what I really hate? As an AEW fan that hates WWE, you know what I really, really hate? I hate when the show starts with a long talking segment. That's my Sidgwick impression, if you're uh, not familiar. Thank you, Sidgwick. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking tool. Um, But no, this is really good. Punk was... like, First of all, let's just say it's cool to have Punk back.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like His
0: comeback the week before was was awesome, and we've got another comeback to talk about this week, which... uh, going to give you a couple different opinions on. We'll, we'll get there when we get there. Um, came out there, shredded on the mic like punk, only punk can do. Um, a lot of stuff at Mox. Uh, you know, you're the third coolest guy in your faction. It's not the first time that's happened. Roddy, Roddy. That,
1: that, that was probably one of the best parts of the promo.
0: No, I'm going to fight you on that. The best part of the promo was not even the part of the promo that was aimed at Mox. Oh. I'm Sorry. The best part of the promo was him bitching out Eddie Kingston for no good reason. You're the third best Eddie I've faced, and only the second best Kingston. Pot shot. What's up? What's up? Uh? But uh, but up? where? But where's the lie What's up, though? Kingston. Where's the lie though? I mean, there there is no lie there. It's true. Eddie Kingston's a fucking tool. Oh yes. Um, you also, uh, we should say, cause apparently this is causing some, uh, some issues backstage now. He apparently called out, uh, Hangman Page at a time where he knew Hangman Page couldn't respond. Mm-hmm. So, because apparently that is a fireback to something that Hangman Page did to him before, and rah dee rah People are, uh, labeling... Okay, I'll, I'll put it towards you, right? Yeah. Who's the bad guy in this?
1: At the moment... Punk is kind of the kind of the bad guy in this situation.
0: See, a lot of people are are saying that, and I and I want to come at this objectively because I don't have an answer. I just think it's two guys being dicks, button heads, and I'm totally cool with that. I don't. You, I mean, I'm I'm gonna ask you for your take, obviously, right?
1: Right.
0: I don't. I don't think Mox is a heel by any stretch of the imagination because the whole Blackpool Combat Club sort of exists outside of face and heel. They're just like we don't care, we don't give a shit, you better not be in our way. It's that, like, area... It's like when you have monster characters, like the the Fiend or the Undertaker or whatever, where they're kind of like, they're not babyface or heel, they're just not the person you want to be in the ring with. Right. So that's one thing. But, I mean, what he's saying is not necessarily wrong. Moxley's been saying, this isn't the interim title, it's the real title since Punk's been gone, when... I'm sorry but it's not
1: <laughs> yeah
0: like that is one of the and he's he's been doing it and regal's been doing it i love regal on commentary we we yeah. we, can, we can talk about that all day but that's one of those ones they were hitting over the head with a hammer and i'm like guys no like you decided not to take the title off punk for a reason like punk is your champion whether you like it or not an interim title I mean, unless Punk had to retire from his injury, and then, like, yeah, then Moxley would be the champion, right? But outside of that scenario, an interim title is basically a big medal around your neck that says, I'm the number one contender when the real champ gets back.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. Now,
0: I do like, at the end of this promo, they sort of, they both threw their belts down and said, my title belt doesn't mean anything, my title belt doesn't mean anything, neither of these belts mean anything until we have a fight, because that makes more sense. Moxley, yeah. Moxley, knowing he's not the real champion because he didn't beat the champion, Punk not feeling like a champion because he won the title and hasn't defended it since, is a real thing. That part of it came together okay. The whole Moxley, oh, don't call it the interim title, I'm going to call it the GFY title, or FYI title, and I'm like, oh, don't put lame stuff in Jon Moxley's mouth. And then he asked Moxley. That could be taken wrong. Yeah, anyway, I know. But, uh, I know. Uh, you
1: and can, then you caught it.
0: <laughs> what I love too, because it's been such a criticism recently on Dynamite, and I don't care either way. But when you do when you do anything too much, it's bad. When Punk just said off the cuff, like, try not to bleed on me at all out. <laughs> that was great. Because they do rely on that a lot, specifically with Mox, and it's one of those like, kudos for. Given as much of your body as you do, that sentiment goes out to every wrestler. But obviously, some give more than others. Like Foley gives more than I don't know some guy at the performance center. I mean, so I don't want to. I don't want
1: sh- to. He may not give an arm and a leg, but he definitely gives an ear. Uh, Zach Gowen gave just a leg. <laughs>
0: I don't know, the match is going to be good. Um, I'm going to skip around a little bit. Later on in the night, Tony Nese was supposed to have a match. Hmm. This was just so that he could be attacked by Moxley, and, and Punk and Moxley could brawl some more. So tell me, because AEW announces everything, who was, who was Tony Nese fighting tonight? I don't know. Yeah, it's because it wasn't going to be a match. Anyways, so now we get into the fun part. Now we get into the fun part. Now I want to pick your brain because I have a couple of ideas and the internet has a couple of ideas and it's a couple of days since Dynamite so everybody's got a couple of ideas. They announce that CM Punk vs. John Moxley is official for next week on Dynamite. Yes. Do we think fuckery? Do we think Punk's not actually cleared? Do we think somebody else is sticking their nose in this? what what's your gut feeling because when i saw that i'm like you know they wanted that to be the match for all out so there's going to be some fuckery
1: uh i call fuckery i think if anything you get i don't want to say mjf because i don't think he's going to shove his shove himself into this situation if anything I don't think it would be a heel turn, but you could get a uh, page to walk out drinking a beer or something, distract Punk, or something will happen. Or if anything, Punk goes full heel and gets disqualified, he still hold, retains his title and Mox loses it his.
0: But I don't see. I don't think he does though, because a title can't change on a disqualification. Yeah. So any title holder going into a match would yeah. would would hold on to their respective title if the match ends in disqualification because nothing moves. So that would right. be a stalemate. Right? True. I don't know. I'm uh If you like I don't nobody agrees with me on this and I'm pretty sure you don't even agree with me on this because I don't think the guy's been positioned particularly well and I don't uh, think he's medically cleared, and I don't think his boys are medically cleared. I would love... I would absolutely love for the former Undisputed Era to come out and fuck up the main event as their reintroduction to the brand without the Young Bucks, the same way they did at TakeOver when they initially introduced themselves. And somehow, Adam Cole gets stuck in that match at All Out. If they... If... I'm only saying that suggestion if they need to cover up the fact that CM Punk is not 100%. If CM right. Punk's 100%, then it needs to stay as it is. Do some fuckery, do whatever. Set the rematch for all out, leave it 2 on or leave it 1 on 1. If they need some smoke and mirrors to make the pay-per-view good and cover up the fact that Punk may not be 100% and may not be firing on all cylinders, and quite frankly, if they need to keep the rivalry going and they need a third body to eat the pin, throw Adam Cole in there. At least he deserves to at least be in the main event scene because they haven't really put him there. Um, I know that's a, that's an out of nowhere suggestion because he's not really connected to either guy, but man, I'd love to see Cole versus Mox or Cole versus Punk somewhere along the way. Anyway,
1: as of right now, the number one contender, not including Moxley, of course is hangman. In in the power rankings.
0: I really wish I gave a shit about Hangman Page. Like, I want to. Like, this is the thing. It's not like uh, what we say all the time where I thought Kingston was cool for five minutes and then I realized he was just really fucking lame, right? I know how important Hangman is to AEW and how 99% of the fans love him and how AEW sees him as, like, their guy, like, their like Johnny Gargano was the heart and soul of NXT. Like I think they see Hangman Page in that kind of role in AEW and I have I have a lot of respect for that. Right. I just don't care. <laughs> like I'm trying. But they're they're messing with him a lot. Here's the thing. Okay, side tangent here, right? AEW gets incredible credit, mostly deserved, right? Yeah. for being the long-term storytelling detail-oriented company whereas wwe sort of throws things together on a whim and might not necessarily make sense and you might become the number one contender just because you pissed off the champion now triple h is slowly fixing that that's a different story for a different podcast but aew deserves that credit they tell a lot of great stories they tell cool stories with the bucks they tell cool stories with CM Punk, and MJF, which turned into MJF and Wardlow. They tell all these great stories. But, the story that's held up as, like, the moniker of that, of, like, look at all the great stories that we tell, is Page and Hangman. Or, sorry, Page and Omega. Yeah. The story of Page and Omega goes like this. They were buddies, they were tag team champions. They lost those titles, they fought. One guy won, and went off and did some cool, successful shit. The other guy... Lost, went out and got piss ass drunk with some jobbers, slapped some baby batter up his wife, disappeared for a while, came back and got handed the title. AEW is a great storytelling company. The story of Omega and Paige can
1: suck the <clears throat> off my nutsack. <laughs> I can see I can see what you mean. <laughs> okay.
0: Anyways, but that being said, I hope they do something soon that makes me give a shit about Hangman because he's going to factor into things. And he was called out by Punk on Dynamite and something's going to come of that. And I don't think we've ever have we had Mox versus Hangman?
1: Um I feel like we have but I could be wrong.
0: Like in a like in a prominent like hey this is our main event of the night type spot. Like I don't think there's been a Mox Hangman story, has there?
1: I don't think there has been. Okay.
0: So that could be interesting. That could be fun. Mox could elevate him up to doing something good.
1: <laughs> yeah. That sounded, that sounded really
0: condescending, and it wasn't even intentional. Um, but yeah, so regardless of what happens between now and All Out, if I put it to you right now, who's the champion when All Out goes off the air?
1: As of this moment? So depending on fuckery of course yes whoever let's be real if no if no fuckery happens uh, this coming wednesday punk punk walks out champion right you need a uber heel to come back and take that title of a punk but here's the thing though, if like here, here's where
0: I come to the other side of the coin because we're speculating on all kinds of fuckery, right? Yeah. If there's no fuckery, why did they do it on? Why are they doing it on a Wednesday night, and why are they not waiting two weeks? <sighs> That's the thing. I don't know. Because there's no way we blow off this huge feud that just started heating up, and heat up somebody else in two weeks for what is probably supposed to be their WrestleMania. Right, like this only makes sense if there's fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I I got a, I got a lot of love for Mox, right? But I think we've I think as wrestling fans, we've got a lot more time left with Mox than we do with CM Punk. Mentally, physically, yeah. uh, the amount of stress that wrestling's put on them, both WWE and apparently now in AEW too, um. Punk's going to be gone before Mox is gone. So, yeah. I I want I want Punk on top while we've got him. And I don't know where that leaves Mox, but it can take us to the next show and maybe, you know, they find a way around it at that point, but I don't know. Because who it was it was uh Kenny and Don Callis that fucked over Mox for the title before, right? Yes. So I think Mox gets the real title, not the interim title, the real title back once Kenny's got it again. I can see that. I think they I think they, if they want to be the storytelling brand, I think they need to bring that in and close up that little, what do you want to call it? Like loophole or whatever. I think, uh, cause there's no, other than this the problem that's been created this week <laughs> there's not a really long and everybody's pulling out like old footage of CM Punk cutting promos on the shield and I'm like wow you guys are stretching like all these AEW and and I'm saying like I I'm a fan of AEW but like all like that particular type of AEW fan that swore up and down from the minute AEW was a thing John Moxley and Dean Ambrose are two totally different people Dean Ambrose was just a Vince McMahon product da 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 but now all of a sudden they're trying to bring up Dean Ambrose footage to add it to a John Moxley story and I'm like you can do that but pick a lane it's kind of a stretch but yeah well no like if you want to be realistic because I'll give AEW credit they are the ones that do acknowledge what happens outside of their own walls Right. you can do that but you can't do that while being the obnoxious cunt that just sits there and says, "Well, no, Dean Ambrose was never real. Dean Ambrose was just a Vince creation." Then don't use him in your John Moxley like highlight reel. <laughs> like right. you can't you can't have it both ways. Well, some people like it both ways. Never mind. Um, I regardless regardless of fuckery, regardless of if the match changes for All Out, I still want to see Punk walk out champion. There's a quick uh, spoiler for our preview video but hey i might uh, change my mind by then uh let's talk about dragons yeah um honestly the coolest wrestling match i've seen in quite a bit like uh, as far as like weekly tv goes uh daniel garcia and brian danielson you throw those guys in a match in a two out of three falls you're not
1: gonna Uh, have a bad time going into it you knew it was gonna be a good match and they definitely met the expectation and went beyond it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, just a pure wrestling match. Yep. It was amazing to watch.
0: I would like, actually, and I know this is an ROH thing, and I know I, so- I sort of bury the concept a lot of the time, because I do think it's overly complicated, and it's complicated in ways that it doesn't need to be. I would love to see these guys in a pure rules match. Oh, God. Yeah. I just, just something different like i'm starting to think of like very specific people that that type of match would would cater to
1: mm-hmm.
0: like if they had a tag team equivalent of the pure rules match obviously you would put ftr in there i yeah. don't know, i don't know who you would put them against necessarily but like that's a thing um great match i mean obviously i think uh fuck i don't even remember danielson won in the end yes um, another case of like you can lose without looking like a loser, for sure. They had the handshake of of respect at the end, and then Jericho comes down because Jericho's on. Com- I love Jericho on commentary
1: because he sort of
0: go- he sort of goes back and forth between being like unbiased commentator and like guy that's just cheering for his guys. Um, which is something Taz doesn't have to do anymore, which we can talk about later. Um, but uh, Jericho sort of turns on Jericho. Co- sorry. Yeah, I can speak, I swear, it's tired in here. Jericho comes down and attacks Danielson because they've still got their feud going on. Garcia pulls Jericho off him, shows a bit of respect, and later on in the night there's a promo, it's like, hey, you gotta decide what side you're on there, pal. I love this. I love this for so many reasons. Yes. I love this for so many reasons. And... I'm going to let you go off on it, but I want, to, I want to sort of get it while I've got it straight in my head, right? When these two groups formed, when we when we lost the inner circle and we got the Jericho Appreciation Society, right? BCC was sort of, like, if you look at, like, two sides of the world, you had JAS forming on one side, you have BCC forming on the other side. Garcia was one of the ones that everybody in the bullet in the I was gonna say the bullet club Jesus Christ in the BCC was talking about but yeah he joined up with Jericho and here's this guy who's like as pure a wrestler as you can be calling himself a sports entertainer so I, right. I kind of call that like Jericho Appreciation Society's first sort of unofficial victory over the Blackpool Combat Club because we've got somebody in our ranks that by all stretches of imagination deserves to be or belong on your side. Right. Correct. So now, because right now Jericho's doing the sports entertainer thing, right? If he shows him how shitty being a sports entertainer is, makes him want to be a wrestler or whatever, they win more by pulling that guy back into the fold, like the, like a, like a prodigal son situation than they would have just recruiting him out of nowhere. So they took a a loss to take a bigger win, right? Now, the bigger picture in all this, and this is just me sort of, like, putting strings together on a corkboard. The whole Jericho Appreciation Society thing, the whole sports entertainer thing, you know, the pinnacle of sports entertainment, um, was to mock... (laughs) Thank you, Daddy Magic. (laughs) If you ever call me Daddy again, I'm hanging up this call. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, they're Canadian. Leave them alone. It's fine. Sami Zayn got a CM Punk pop on SmackDown in uh, Montreal tonight. Don't even worry about it. Um, fuck, where was I going with that now? Okay, so the whole Sports Entertainer Jericho Appreciation Society thing was formed as a mockery of everything silly about Vince McMahon's WWE. Right. Vince McMahon is gone. Damn right he is. I mean, he kind of got fucked, but we don't need to talk about that right now. Um, no, Triple taken... H no,
1: he did he did the fucking. Well, that's true too.
0: I, <laughs> I I hey, I'm still I'm still putting the offer out there. If Linda, if you want to get revenge on Vince, you want to cheat on him with me and pay pay me the twelve million dollars that he paid those women. I will knock some seventy three year old Dusty Clamburger out of this fucking world. Anyways. <laughs> My point being, everything that they were mocking your, your, about. Your point being, you want Dusty Klambarger? Sure, why not? For twelve million dollars, yes. God. For twelve for twelve million dollars, I'll visit her in her casket. Anyway, <laughs> okay, this is all right, Katie Vick. <sighs> maybe maybe gonna touch you. Hey, we can't make those jokes because you're not allowed to like Kane anymore. Um. <laughs> fuck I'm gonna get this point out I swear to god with Vince, be, <laughs> with Vince being gone from WWE the version of WWE that they are mocking with the sports entertainer faction doesn't exist anymore you can't have the joke because the punchline is gone so this is the perfect right. time to pull a member out of that group and start that group disintegrating is yes. where is what I, where I was going with that
1: so if we get Garcia in, what sports theme, the pinnacle The sports entertainment. That's what he says. Which
0: which is funny, because when he fought MJF, what was MJF's faction called? Pinnacle. There we go! See? Red strings, thumbtacks on the corkboard. It's fine, don't worry about it.
1: Thank you, you, uh, uh... Always sunny in Philadelphia.
0: Okay, so here's what I'm saying, though, right? So Cesaro is for sorry Claudio is your ROH champion Moxley yes, is. Moxley is your fake AEW champion Wheeler Yuta is your pure champion Daniel Bryan needs a belt You yeah. want a mentor student tag team to go for the tag team championships give me Danielson and Garcia as a tag team going after FTR or Swerve Our Glory to get all five members of the Blackpool Combat Club with belts. I'm okay with that. I'm 100% okay with that. If Wheeler Yuta didn't have the pure title already, I would say um, have the two youngest members, have Garcia and Yuta be the tag team, but he has already got a championship and all that kind of thing. Kind of like to see Brian and Mox fight again over the fake AEW title, but that's another story for another day, this was really good, in the back as well you had uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat reuniting with his old buddy Jericho and yeah. uh, knocking out one of the 2.0 guys, and it's fine uh, what's on my notes, oh yeah Mox comes back out and they have a pull apart and the right, right, right. match is happening next week And yes, okay so the gun club okay Every company needs a main event scene and a mid-card scene. Very rarely do we talk about how important the lower card is. Like the guys that are decidedly not even in the mid-card yet. Is there a better example of that than the Gun Club versus the Varsity Blondes?
1: No. Because both
0: teams, as much as I want to not... Okay, you know I say I want to care about uh, um, Hangman Page... As much as I don't want to care about the gun club, because they're fucking losers, I kind of (laughs) do. You care about the ass boys? I do. Because it's one of those, like, they're just here to get decked. But they're here constantly. Like, they're here more constantly than some of the more main stars are. So you know the company wants you to think something of them. And the Varsity Blondes are are geeks, and they got beaten in less than a minute. It's fine. They turn on their dad, because Stokely Hathaway is putting a really weird faction together. Right now, he represents... What the hell's her name? The one that doesn't deserve the TBS title?
1: That'd be Jade Cardgill?
0: Yes. I have another name for her, but it's not appropriate for YouTube. God. Hey, we, we see what happened to Steven Crowder just for interviewing somebody. I'm not taking any chances. Um, anyways, so Stokely Hathaway already has Jade Cargill. So I guess by association, he also has the baddies, which is fucking stupid. Cause Kira, <laughs> Kira Hogan deserves better. Red Velvet deserves better. Anybody fighting Jade Cargill for that title deserves better. That title deserves better. Stokely Hathaway deserves a better client then Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill can fuck off. Anyways, I think he also tried to recruit Lee Moriarty, which is fine. Clearly, there's a pattern developing here. Except, the next person he tried to recruit was Ethan Page. And it was sort of a, what the hell? Because Ethan Page was cutting a, like... Where, where's my action figure? Where's my face on the buses? Whatever promo, and he's like, he basically came out and said, "What the hell are you doing out here?" And he hands him a card and walks away. Yeah. And now he's trying to recruit the Ass Boys. So you got Lee Moriarty, the Ass Boys, Jobber Cargill, the two girls with Jobber Cargill that deserve much better, and Stokely Hathaway. So to get there, the guns turn on their dad, and Billy Gunn is terrifying first of all because the <laughs> like with any like if you put billy gunn in the ring with any like token aew roster member he looks like a fucking giant and it's he he is a fucking giant and it's hilarious oh i i know i've met him like I, he he did a thing at a at a destiny show a couple you know, check it off your spaz phoenix bucket list it's fine but like you know the dude is big but then you yeah. meet him in person and you're like fuck me right Um, You never never really realize how big he is until you're actually right next to him. Oh, yeah. It's the, like, you know there's cliches in announcing, oh, my God, the the camera doesn't do this guy justice. Like, in Billy Gunn's case, that's actually legitimately true. Yes. (laughs) So he gets turned on by his kids, and then his real kids come and fix him because the trio that we have now is Billy Gunn. And the acclaimed,
1: I love it. <laughs> Scissor me, daddy ass, so good.
0: That should not be a phrase that's over. The right? Acclaimed, the acclaimed are awesome. No, I'm saying like in any normal part of society. So like no, right, right, right. far, far, far away from us. Like that's not a phrase that should exist, and it's not a phrase that should be over. Like the acclaimed are awesome. Like the acclaimed were baby faces before they ever turned baby face. Which is, and I mean, they're getting over because now they're cutting raps on Vince McMahon getting fucked over in Me Too. But that's fine. We can overlook that. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So now, I feel like we're going to get Lee Moriarty and the Gun Club versus Billy Gunn and the Acclaimed. Like, I think that's what we're getting it all out. And that's just really bizarre. Because if they come out and, like, Stokely's in their corner and Ethan Page is in their corner, and Jobber Cargill is in their corner, and Kira Hogan and Velvet... Uh, what the hell's her name? Red Velvet. I was about to say Velvet Sky. That would also be good. So, good. I would not complain about that at all. Velvet Sky is still hot as fuck. Um, but who's the other one? The one that was, like, trying out and, like, didn't quite make it to being a baddie? And I, I don't know.
1: It's
0: all very... It's all very, like, kickoff material, but it's... Enough to make me watch the kickoff material, if that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, you have anything to say about any of this? Anything? I got nothing.
1: You got uh, my, nothing? <laughs> my, my, my brain's dead at the moment.
0: I, I, I actually kind of want to see a trio of Ethan Page and the Gun Club. <laughs> Ethan Page and the Gun Club taking on Jericho and 2.0. Because I want to see Daddy Magic and Ethan Page cut promos on each other.
1: I'd be okay with that.
0: Plus lots of Canada. Uh, We get a promo from Death Triangle because we've actually found Pac. Pac took his belt and went home and then went everywhere else and defended it in ways that we only get 20 second clips of. And they're facing uh, some jobbers from New Japan. (laughs) Jobbers... Uh, no, they're facing uh, what is it? United Empire and Billy Osprey.
1: Yeah, Billy Osprey. That's that's exactly right.
0: Um, I hope they win, cause I don't care about the other guys. <laughs> right. Um, Pac's awesome. I like what they're do- like. As much as people don't like the uh, that they created another title, um, I like what he's doing with it. Like the fact that he's going sort of. <laughs> on uh, on Excursion, pretty much. Like, represent, obviously representing himself, but representing that title, representing AEW at other shows. I do think it's a cool thing. I don't think necessarily sending Thunder Rosa with him to do the same thing helps, because then you've taken this cool special thing you're doing with this specific title and making it not specific to that title anymore. But this is all brand new and they're still sort of finding their feet with it so i'm willing to let it play out uh, okay i'm gonna throw this one to you okay because my take on jungle boy and christian is it should have happened by now
1: Mm-hmm.
0: we would be we would be good like i would be good coming off of this episode of dynamite if the pay-per-view was this weekend we're just coming to the tip of, okay. This is dragged out a bit, but that's only my opinion. I'm gonna throw this one in your lap. Okay. Go.
1: Wait, what are we throwing in my lap? I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Jungle Boy Christian. Oh, Jungle Boy Christian Cage.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. My, it's, t- it's tired in here. <laughs> my my brain turned off for a second there. Um. <laughs> make it a no disqualification false count anywhere uh, just hey go kill each other and I'm all for it uh, I mean since Christian turned heel coming out the next week telling uh, Jungle Boy's mom to call him uh, <laughs> and talking about Jungle Boy's dead dad I'm sorry you gave birth to a failure <sighs> just all of it like all those promos pure gold pure pure heel gold only for jungle boy to come back and tell him and to tell christian i understand why your wife left you call me just everything perfect the the perfect way to respond In a still face. But kind of heelish manner. Perfect. I. There's no way this storyline. Ends without a Jungle Boy winning. And B without this being like. Just. This can't be a regular match. This needs to be like. First blood. Freaking. No disqualification type match. Or shit. Even like a iron man match or something
0: i'm fine with the match being stepped up but they also need for for the sake of jungle boys character they need to come up with a way that it's a no dq like whatever like super hardcore match but come yeah. up but come up with a reason why luchasaurus is nowhere around because like he's playing the underdog there's no way he can play the underdog coming down you know to what the...
1: we should do huh? we should do luchasaurus in a
0: shark cage wouldn't it be a dinosaur cage?
1: It's a megalodon dun, dun, dun. cage. What? It's a megalodon cage. Here's the cage it's a for the weird for the weird
0: little like giant bugs in the Last Jurassic Park movie, which was there you go. which was a decision, wasn't it? Still um, haven't seen that yet either. Okay, well, spoiler: there's big bugs.
1: Cool. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, but I'm just saying, like, you can't have him play the underdog or the no. or the or the scrappy babyface guy if he's got the numbers advantage, and the numbers advantage is with a powerhouse like Luchasaurus. So it has right. to be like if you're, it's no DQ, but then write a reason why Luchasaurus isn't involved, or like have him attacked like on the go home show or something, something simple like that. But, right.
1: That keeps or, it one-on-one. On or the one. the last the last few, uh, little bit of fuel added to the fire, uh, Christian Concerto's uh, Luchasaurus.
0: Yeah. Or cuts one of his horns off. Oh, wait, we've
1: already done that, and it was
0: dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? The Bucks did that, didn't they? I think it was the Bucks. And it was so stupid, though, because when they pulled on the horn, they showed that it was just, like, flimsy rubber and not, like... I thought... I thought his mask was a hard mask when I first saw him and Jungle Boy for the first time because I'm, right. idi- I'm an idiot. And it's just like, <laughs> they just pull on it and it's like pulling on somebody's ear and I'm like, oh, oh, that's sad. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I'm all for it. I think the match is going to be great. I think Christian is doing everything he possibly can to like put Jungle Boy in the absolute best light. Obviously, that's going to come through in the match as well. I just think the way they accelerated the I'm... the the uh what's the word I'm looking for the build it it's as if the pay-per-view should be this week like I think they need to like keep it in neutral for the next 2 weeks which is kind of awkward right I, I mean timing things is hard you never know what particular segment or what particular promo is going to be like the one that hits hardest so I'm trying to be sort of light with my criticism because I think overall it's still good it's just like there needs to be a tweak here and there um, yeah. on Rampage, which is happening right now, as we're records over as we're recording right now, there's gonna be Penelope Ford versus Athena. Athena's obviously gonna win because Athena needs to save the title from Jade Cargill. Moving on, um, best friends versus the Trustbusters in the trios tournament. B- Trustbusters have Horrorland. And Swerve and Lee are going to make jokes out of the private party. So, fun times. Um, yes. We get the announcement that Storm, and, Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa is uh, official for All Out. Because, and I'm sorry, I I don't even have room to make jokes here. But fucking Chris Statlander is injured again. Yeah. This has got like Tegan Knox vibes to it like every time she gets momentum every time i thought she was going to be the one to save the belt from jobber cargill every time they seem to have her in a really good spot she's really putting her momentum together when she was teaming with athena which was kind of cool yeah it's dude like i and i'm not trying to be melodramatic or but it's it's fucking heartbreaking like, it really is. Like, Punk broke his foot the week after he won the title, but at least he got to win the title. Right, exactly. Like, Finn Balor came up to Monday Night Raw and won, became the first ever Universal Champion. Yeah, he had to just surrender it the next night on Raw because they fucked up his shoulder. But at least he got a chance to win the title. This girl's not even getting close. And she's fucking good. <laughs> It's a, it's a real bummer, which is sad, because under any other circumstances, Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa, again, for the title at All Out, is an amazing match announcement.
1: Right. But it just uh, has a little
0: bit of shade on it.
1: <laughs> not not to cut you off or anything, but I'm just reading over uh, Rampage results. I've already read the <sighs> Rampage results. I was just trying not to be a dick. The, the only thing I'm going to say is Hook defeated Zach Clayton. In 13 seconds. Yep. If that's not shooting a hook to the fucking moon, I don't know what is. I don't know who the fuck Zach Clayton is, so... Exactly, but still.
0: (laughs) I, uh, you know what? Like, I don't know why we're worried about spoilers. This is gonna go out Saturday morning when Rampage has already happened, so... Right. Uh, (laughs) um, best friends beat the Trustbusters because, of course, they did. Uh, Lee defended against Private Party because, of course, they did. Athena beat Penelope Ford because, of course, she did. Like... (laughs) Right. Uh, Claudio had a promo about something. I don't fucking know. Anyways, moving on. Um, So the big news of the evening in the main event, we officially kicked off the AEW Trios title tournament with Andrade, Roosh, and Dragon Lee, another dragon because it's House of the Dragon, and Dragon, Dragon, Dragon.
1: Also because Roosh and Dragon Lee are brothers.
0: No, but also because Dragon.
1: Um, Yeah. Taking on the Bucks and their
0: mystery opponents. And, of course, it was Kenny Omega.
1: (laughs) He sometimes travels through North Carolina. Okay. This is awesome. Yeah, I popped.
0: Yes. Okay. This is awesome. So here's what's going to happen. When, uh, do you remember when Kristen and I did that big, huge, massive review of, like, the first 19 Marvel movies, and we did it all in one night, and it's, like, four hours long, and it's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Yes. Um, I don't, I don't even remember which movie it was. We were talking about how one of the movies doesn't make sense, but it was okay, because it was awesome, and it was fun, and it made you feel how you were supposed to feel, and all that sort of thing. My, my phrase for that. What? I don't know. I'm just. I I think, I think it might have been Infinity War. Because Infinity okay. War is fucking awesome, but like, yes. there's there's a lot of problems with it the more you think about it, right? What I said in that is it's a lot of fun, and it does everything you want it to do, but it breaks if you think about it for even a minute. So, I'm going to let you pop and do all the positive marking out that I know you want to do, and I know I want you to do, and then I'm going to point
1: out some, some things. So... Do your thing. Holy fucking shit, Kenny Omega is fucking back! That is right! After losing his title at AEW Full Gear last year in November, Kenny Omega went on hiatus to have multiple surgeries. Now he is back in live action in the AEW ring in this trio's title tournament! That's all I got. I mean, I was super fucking excited to have Kenny back just because I missed Kenny. (sighs) Ugh. And but, he's a big you know, deal. He is a big deal. And he's a big he's deal. One of the, He is one of the biggest draws for this company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a shame that he wasn't uh, cleared and healthy enough to be back for Forbidden Door. Uh, Forbidden Door, which he had a heavy hand in making happen.
0: But, see, see, that's like an, uh, an RVD one-night-only situation. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not a heartless individual. I can have sympathy for him for that.
1: Of course. Uh, this match was great all the way around. I mean, they had the spots where they needed to have the spots. Uh, you could honestly tell that there was a little hiccup, uh, with Kenny. But I mean, there's always gonna be Ring Rust trying to get back into it. Uh. Alright, go ahead, tear it to shit so as fast. No, I'm not I'm not tearing it to shit. I am
0: I am up here saying that it's good. Yeah. I am up nothing that I n- okay, none of the things that I am about to say take away from the fact that I am saying this is a good thing. Objectively, in the universe of AEW, Kenny Omega coming back is pretty fucking huge. I am not denying that. In any right. way, any shape, any form. Now, why is Kenny Omega not pissed off that he was the Bucks' third choice? Because he never really was? Because we saw so many five-way conversations between the Bucks, Red Dragon, and Adam Cole about assuming what it was going to be. And then when that fell apart, the next person they went to, and we know this because Brandon followed them with the camera... Was to try and recruit Hangman Page, right? And if Kenny Omega is a consummate pro, which we know he is, he probably watches tape. He probably knows that when Hangman Page beat him for the the big gold belt, that uh, that victory was immediately like supported and like signed on for. By the Bucks, they were at ringside showing him support, congratulating him, and, and all that. So, if you're congratulating Hangman's win, then you're congratulating Omega's loss. So, right. there there was a conversation about them teaming with one of the guys from the Undisputed Era. There was a conversation about them teaming with Hangman Page, and then being upset that they couldn't. And now, Kenny's the, the third choice. I now and considering that little storyline beat of the bucks being at ringside endorsing hangman page as hangman page beat kenny omega along with now he's perpetually like and maybe i'm looking at it the wrong way but if you follow going down the line here mm-hmm. <laughs> he's their third choice yeah. that that has to come back at some point if that doesn't come back at some point, then I I don't know. Now my next problem is apparently this is this is a thing that they're doing storyline wise, and I've heard more than one person report this and Yes, one of them was what culture. Yes, I listen to what culture. Calm down. Even Sidgwick, occasionally. So one of the big credits is that Kenny Omega is pretending to be more rusty than he actually is so that he can surprise people later on in the tournament, right? Right. So in the meantime, everybody they beat in the meantime, you're now telling the story that, hey, this team is so bad that Kenny o- that bro- that broken, not-quite-fixed Kenny Omega beat them. Right. How yeah. does that not bury them a little bit? He went, for, he went for, okay, and I know it's intentional, and I know there's telling a story. I'm giving them credit yeah. for telling a story. I do want to see where it goes. Don't don't go hang me off the side of the wall just yet. I do want to see where that goes. And he did it. Like, you can see some t- times in the match, and I'm not trying to be a know-it-all, but there are times where you're like, where you could see where he was like, okay, stop and make it look like I'm not quite fully back when I, I am. Because like nobody's gonna let an in, nobody, like Tony Khan's not going to let an actually still injured guy wrestle. Like the the real world facts do interfere with that story, right? right. But like, and I know nobody's kicked out of the One Winged Angel, right? But when he right. when he went for the like staggering sort of One Winged Angel on Dragon Lee, he f- sort of flopped around like a fish before he dropped him. Yeah, so, kind of. N- so not near, supposedly, if you listen to Don Callis on commentary, 30% of Kenny Omega beat Dragon Lee, who's only been on two of their shows, and supposedly you <laughs> would want to pro- produce in somewhat of a good light, got beaten by a fishy, floppy, one-winged angel. So this whole idea, I'm, I'm intrigued where it goes. I really do, because I want to see him, like, eventually rip off the shoulder pad. And eventually, he's just coming in the compression t-shirt. And then he comes out with that. And he's like, ah, I fooled you all along, da-da-da-da-da, right? But in the meantime, before you get to that aha movement, you're telling a bunch of stories about a bunch of stars that are going to be beat by a guy that's pretending to be 50%. And, right. that, and that does bury people. And that's a problem. I just... I see and, what you mean. And just because I'm a little bit skeptical as well as soon as you announce that one of the teams in the trio's tournament is the Bucks and Kenny Omega you might as well not have the tournament <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean i get what you mean but i mean Kenny Cena like
0: they saved those titles for his return. It's not like he's not going to (laughs) win.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Not saying he doesn't deserve it, not saying he wasn't the the creative force behind it, because apparently he is, etc., etc., etc. All the things are in place. Is it bad that he's going to win? Probably not. But we can just fast forward to All Out and have the Bucks and Kenny Omega versus the three guys that they're going to beat for those titles. (laughs) Right. So... He's back, that's great. At, on a human-to-human level, like, somebody who had, like, a massive laundry list of injuries and is now apparently back good enough to perform again, human-to-human, happy for the guy. Uh, for the company and how important he is to the company, happy for the company. For the fans, like yourself, that love the guy, happy for you. I'm happy to have him back on my screen, he's not my favorite, as we all know, but it's amazing... But it breaks, if you think about it for just a second. Yeah. Is my grand uh, Infinity War-level dissection of the uh, of the Kenny Omega return. He's back to be Thanos and steal all the belts again. It's fine. Um, And then, I don't know whether this was a production thing, I don't know whether this was just an in-Canada thing, but uh, Andrade and Roosh turn on Dragon Lee right before we cut to black, and he got DDT'd out of his mask.
1: Yeah. How do you get DDT out of a mask? Well, they loosened it, and oh, then DDT <laughs> So
0: that's how. Um, <coughs> so the uh, the big criticism of uh, WWE is they sort of like throw random tag teams together just to uh, break them up. Seems uh, AEW is doing a little bit of uh, WWE. I can't do a good stewie. It's fine. I don't know. Um, I'm. On a serious note, coming off of the ROH pay-per-view and me not knowing very much about Rouge or Dragon Lee, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all up for them having another match.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, um, As an Andrade fan, this match was probably the best I've seen Andrade look in a while. Um, It's fair to say AEW has sort of struggled with how they present him. Here and there, there's been stumbling blocks. There's been Vicky Guerreros and Chavo Guerreros. And weird suits and family offices and but I will say um, as as good as the Bucks are as good as Kenny is um, I mean I'm a big fan of Andrade Roosh is a guy that I'm very quickly starting to like I will say the move of the match for me was the Doomsday Suicide Dive on the outside where yes. they where they had him prop they didn't they they didn't suicide dive him into the railing they put they propped him up on the railing and suicide dived him over the top. Probably wasn't even the most impressive thing in the match, but it was the thing that stuck out to me because apparently yes. there was apparently there was a plant fan in the crowd that took the brunt of both of them, and I'm like, ah, well, I hope he got paid. <laughs> yeah. hopefully. I mean, not quite as cool as like lifting a ring with a tractor, but we do what we can. God. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna talk soon about all out. All out's looking pretty good. Um, we are getting a trios match. Uh, it's already been signed for All Out, I think. And it's FTR and Wardlow taking on Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal. Yes. That's weird.
1: It's a thing.
0: But it means that FTR are not defending any of the titles that they hold. It means that the brand new T. NT champion isn't defending his belt, which he sh- he should be going on a Goldberg run. At my at, in my opinion, at this point, um, Sanjay Dutt is a better manager than he is a wrestler. Satnam Singh takes up a lot of space, and Jay Lethal they haven't used properly since he got there. Jay Lethal had his match with uh, with Ric Flair. Yes, recently. yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, Ric Flair was unconscious four times during that match. I,
1: I believe it after watching it did you watch it yeah I, I watched it live did you yeah we're live pal oh god that was
0: a thing that was a that was a thing that happened and we all let it happen you, you know that meme of just just it's, he's already dead. Oh, the just stop, stop, he's already just
1: dead. Stop, he's already dead, yeah. Uh, oh, man. That was us, uh, like, four times during that match. Uh, uh, so. he, came, he came out with the WCW title on. And then didn't want to hold it at the end. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, I'm
0: saying smartest man in the world that weekend... Was double J because he got paid twice. Oh yeah, he got paid. He got paid twice. He got paid twice. He got re- he because he refereed the the USOs oh, yeah, re- yeah, yeah, yeah. USOs versus Street Profits at SummerSlam right before Brock Lesnar came and, and lifted up the ring with a tractor. It's fine. Don't worry about it. God. <laughs> it's good.
1: It's you've seen it, right? Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> God anyway all right
0: so that's kind of what's going on in AEW right now oh yeah and on rampage last week Stuff's. Sun- Stuff's sunny happening. sunny kiss joined the
1: trustbusters and people are angry about it Meh. <laughs> fine twitter's twitter's is what it is anyway you can Twi- find me on twitter @guapo0504 i don't tweet but if i if i get at least 2 followers this following week i will tweet something
0: if we get Guapo five followers between now and Monday, Guapo's going to watch Raw so we can talk about the show that I'm going to. Yes.
1: I need five followers uh, by Monday before Raw starts, and I will I will watch Raw. Hey, Edge has a match. I will need five followers to watch
0: Raw. <laughs> yeah. Uh Okay. Guys, this is probably dropping Saturday morning. Check your feeds on Monday morning, and I should have the next episode of the Triple H era miniseries up. There's a lot to talk about. The three pages of stuff that I'm going to talk about are right in front of me, but we're not doing that right now. What we are doing is saying that I've been Spaz, he's been Guapo, we are your uh, AEW reality check. Subscribe up there, yeah. talk down there, start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to each and every last one of you later, but for right now, me and Señor Guapa are tagging out. Bye,
1: guys. Adios, Yeah, 35 followers. Holy fuck. I didn't realize that.